Hello, how's everyone doing? It's Lewis here, and welcome back to that haunted show. Hope you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good myself. It's been an eventful week. I'm currently, this is like my third episode this week. I haven't actually published the other two, but I've just kind of, known you have that inspiration and motivation, and you keep getting new ideas, and I just want to record them while it's still kind of fresh in the mind, in the brain, in the mind. But yeah, basically... This episode is a phenomena. I was actually talking to someone on Instagram about the whole kind of black-eyed children phenomena. And yeah, it turns out I really don't know that much about it. Everyone seems to be aware of it, yet no one really knows what it's actually about. And it's it seems to vary quite a lot. Like, there's no kind of set guidelines. And definitely, it's, it's, it's an odd one. Yeah, it really is. It's quite scary. I mean, nothing's worse than having... I was about to say, nothing's worse than having a child turn up at your door. Don't take that the wrong way. (laughs) Nothing's worse than having a child turn up and them having pitch black eyes and asking for help. Because basically, the whole kind of theory or like the continuity that I've found through reading stories is that if you actually help these children or invite them in or something like that, that's when it gets like, I I don't know if it's like aggressive, but it kind of, it gets into your life and then it can kind of, I don't know what they do, so this is going to be as informative to you as it is to me. So our new distributor is all working, we're up on every platform again, because there was a bit of a lull there for a while, where it kind of, in the process of changing over and stuff like that, it hadn't quite changed over everything, and there was a few sites where you couldn't actually listen to the show on, but yeah, now we're back on everything, all the usual places, I think I listed about last episode, so if it's easier, just click the link in the Instagram bio, and it will take you to them all straight away, or... You can just go to that hauntedshow.buzzsprout.com and it will take you straight to our website. And on that website, we've got uh, embedded players on the site itself. So you can listen to them on there or it's got links to every major platform. So yeah, it's all going good. And also, we've got links to the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram and all that. And like I mentioned on the previous episode, we also have a new donation tab. So if you'd like to support us and help out the show, like I've said before, this is just a hobby for me. And I am doing this around work, so I want to try and get as many episodes as we can out, but of course, working and my job, like, I don't have set hours, so sometimes I get away with it and can finish a bit earlier and get some good quality content out there. Other times I've got to work a bit later, so I kind of, I make sure there's at least a episode a week. Kind of why I'm doing free right now, because I know it's a bit of a busy week coming up, and I thought I'd just make the most of it and won't make next week a little bit easier. Well, hopefully, anyway. <laughs> Like I said, if you want to donate, it is on Cash App. It's the pound sign and that haunted show. I don't know how to use Cash App, but you guys probably know better than me. And also, uh, in terms of socials and stuff like that, we have now got a Discord. Now, I'm I'm kind of fairly new to Discord. I used to just use it for voice chats when I was gaming. But yeah, it is that haunted show, all one word, and then hashtag 6842. Now... If it gets popular and people would like to talk on the Discord, I'd probably open uh, my own little server or something like that on there. So if you guys want that, let me know, because that'll be great. And yes, uh, I don't know when this episode's going to go out or the previous one. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. But it looks like the Mothman won the, uh, this week's poll, so that episode will probably be going out probably before this one, maybe. I don't know. Look, I'm unorganized, guys. <laughs> All right, don't judge me. So yeah, it's going pretty good. I'm excited. The yeah, everything is going smooth. And also, we may potentially have a sponsor, which is 
ridiculous and crazy, but I'm excited. And also those talks I was telling you about in the previous episode about the big news, well, we're still in those talks and they're progressing. I am very excited and you should be too because it's going to be amazing. <laughs> like, I don't want to blow my own horn or anything like that, but I am super hyped. Like, ah, it's, it's going to be sick. Yeah, anyway, let's start this episode. So today we're going to be looking at the Black Eyed Children. So I found, I've pulled up a couple of stories online and let's kind of go through some witness statements, witness statements, witness portfolios, first-hand experiences, whatever you want to call them. Let's go have a look right now. So this one is by Lydia Joy 10. It's coming out of Michigan in the States. So here we go. I have to be honest, but I am a bit embarrassed about sharing this story. But it has been a few months since I had this eerie encounter and that image of that face is still frozen in my mind, accompanied by so many unanswered questions. Now long before I had ever heard of Black Eyed Kids, due to research online, finding many stories on them, I in fact had an encounter with one I'll never forget, and it's still very vivid in my mind. I was sitting in my car at a shopping centre parking lot, checking my bank account on the mobile. I happened to look at the car next to me and notice a child between 12 or 13 looking straight back at me. I smiled and looked away. Then something registered in my mind that kid didn't really look right. I looked back and the creepy kid was still looking at me, staring actually, with a what I can only be described as a sinister smile on his face. It felt like he was looking right through me. I stared right back trying to make the rude boy look away and that's when I noticed that his eyes were completely black with no sliver of white. Like hollow looking familiar eyes similar to doll's eyes. His face seemed frozen in that creepy stare and he never blinked. I began to have an overwhelming and what seemed to be an irrational fear of this child. My heart was racing and I was literally afraid for my life. I slowly reached up and locked the car door, completely aware that he was still staring at me, almost mocking me, enjoying my fear. He could see it. I was so disturbed by him that I had decided to move to another further away parking spot in hopes that the boy was not watching and would think I actually just left altogether. As I watched from the distance, I noticed two young females in their mid-twenties approach the car talking and laughing amongst themselves as they opened the doors and entered the car. Strangely, neither of them seemed to act as if anybody else was occupying the car, not acknowledging this creepy child in the back I've seen only moments earlier. Then all of a sudden, as they backed out and began to drive off, the back seat in the rear window popped up this little head with that black-eyed child's face staring directly at me as he knew I was still there and he had still been watching me. He watched me until they were completely out of that parking lot and could not see me anymore. Thankfully, I could not see him. I shiver every time I think about it. Curious to know, I did some online research to see if there was some eye condition that caused the eye to be completely black and not due to dilation. I happened across a site that described exactly what I saw. I just hope that I don't see one again. Yeah, you probably don't want to see one again. That was quite creepy. (laughs) Jesus. The whole kind of black-eyed children phenomenon really is something else, like, like a child, right? A child spirit is something you really don't want, like, it's really quite sad in a way. Like, you think of spirits and stuff like that, you kind of generally think of adults, right? Or elderly, even. It's not something you kind of associate a child with being, is a spirit. And not to, it just kind of... I guess, in a way, it's to draw you in, right? Because, of course, if a child is in danger or something like that, if they take the 
shape of a child and start acting like a child, of course you're going to look out for them. It's in your own nature, so you're going to be taking them in, asking if they're all right, and that could be the bad news because it's, it seems similar to the whole kind of... Uh, forget, how can I forget what it's called? Like the whole Edward Cullen shit, the the Twilight stuff, the vampires. <laughs> yeah, so like it seems similar to like the whole vampire phenomena where they kind of, once you invite them in or start making conversation, then they're kind of in your life. So it really is quite a strange one, but I'm intrigued to find out more. So this story was actually posted in, in 2012, actually. So Jesus, eight years ago. But yeah, let's hope we don't see one again because that is definitely bad news. This next story is actually coming out of California. This one is by Mo121769. <laughs> Since I've been living at this motel in Ontario, I've had knocks on my door at different times at midnight and 2am. Okay, so. Not different times, just at midnight and 2am. <laughs> okay. So when I look through the... Alright, sorry, this is... I'm, I'm trying to make sense of this and read it out. When I look through the peephole, there's no one there. The knock is always the same way. It's a weak knock that can be identified as either a child or what? How can you identify a knock through how someone knocks, right? That everyone knocks differently. How can? All right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna get mad and start rambling in a minute. Right. Uh, it never happens during the day. I'm usually alone when it happens. But yesterday at midnight, my son is with me, and he heard it too. He got up and looked through the peephole, but no one was there. There was one time when I was alone. It was... <sighs> it was 100 a.m. Jesus Christ. It was 100 a.m. and then not came. <laughs> Sorry. Right, I've had too much coffee. I'm taking this seriously, I swear. There was one time when I was alone. It was 1 a.m. and then not came and the woman who knocked... Beca what? There was one time when I was alone, it was it was 1am and the knock came and it was a woman who knocked because she said hello. It was only a matter of seconds for me getting up looking through the peephole and saying hello when I realised no one was there. This has happened at least three times a year and I've been there almost five years. Since this place is quite busy, so when it first started happening I didn't think anything of it because I just thought they might have had the wrong room. There is a lot of young kid parties and the homeless. Since we had quite a few visits from police and paramedics, I thought it was all due to the people who had either OD'd or have died. Those incidents are nowhere near my room though. I do not open the door ever. I know about certain things to watch out for. I used to listen to Coast to Coast and they said one time people would get a knock and there would be children with black eyes and want you to open the door so they can stay there and haunt you. I have never seen them or anyone standing at my door after a knock. It only happens once a day and doesn't come back a second time that day. Anyone have an idea of what I keep experiencing? This isn't a new occurrence. This has happened in every place that I've lived. Well, damn. I'd say you're definitely probably haunted if that's following you. Um, if it's going to different places you actually live, then yeah, I'm probably going to say that's following you. You could have some type of attachment, but then again, it could just be something else. And who knows, someone could just be knocking at your door. <sighs> yeah, I've definitely had too much coffee because I'm just rambling on. I'm trying to make a sentence that is lasting like so so long and I'm trying to do it all in one breath and uh, I'm running out of air. <sighs> yeah, so that's definitely quite an interesting phenomena. Uh, these black-eyed children knocking at your door. There wasn't any kind of experiences of black-eyed children in this story though, so they're kind of just getting knocks. Getting knocks? Getting, no <laughs> getting knocked. So, 
Yeah, I don't quite know what to make of that. Mo? Honestly, I don't really know. It could just be someone playing pranks, but the fact it keeps happening and the fact it's always at the same time, then I'd probably say it's... That's quite a coincidence if it's just pranks and someone's playing a joke at the same time when these occurrences happen. But then again, it could just be the guy who's playing the joke finishes work at that time and he just forced to give you a tap at like 2am just because he's a dick. But then again, I could be wrong. It could be spirits. And if it's followed you, it's probably an attachment. So yeah, I'd probably watch out for that. Go get yourself cleansed, like drink some holy water, say some prayers. But no, in all seriousness, I don't know. It's I'd love to help you out. Honestly, I've got no idea. Uh, let's have a look at the comments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, so some of those comments I probably sh I'm, I'm not going to read out. They're not the best, but I really do hope you found some help. And hopefully these occurrences have actually stopped because that does sound terrifying. Like, I hate answering the door. Even when it's just a package or some some of the endless random stuff I order for Amazon, which is just because it's on a deal. So yeah, Jeff Bezos, thanks again. You are depleting my bank account. <laughs> so we have another story here. It's by Unquiet. It's coming out of Florida. Florida. Nice. Never been to Florida. Always wanted to. I'll put it on the list. Actually, have I been to Florida? No, I haven't. I, I tell you what, the only time I've been to the States is I, literally when I was younger. I can't remember when this was. Uh, uh, when was it? I was like nine, I think. Nine or ten. And I went to see uh, like the WWE, like literally WrestleMania. And ah, it was so good. Like little ten-year-old me. Uh, I think it was with my dad or something like that. And man, it was so good. Like it was the first time the Rock won, and I love the Rock. Dwayne Johnson is a god. Like <laughs> so good, and he won WrestleMania, and I was hyped. And yeah, that memory's clear in my head. But that was the only time I've actually been to America, and I just remember Seattle being full of hills. Like you had to walk up hills, which almost vertical, and it just done me in. And also, I remember going to the McDonald's there, and Jesus. Like, your guy's size is a huge, man. Like, um, I had... I can't remember what size I had. I think I had, like, a small. And it was, like, a UK large. Like, Jesus. It was, like, a blooming a bucket of Coke. And who knows what else. Like, it... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Mackies, but... Jesus. Little nine-year-old me couldn't cope. <laughs> a little 26-year-old me would definitely devour an extra large. <laughs> How times have changed. Anyway, <laughs> where the hell are we going? Let's get back to this story because we are, like I said, unquiet, Florida, top notch. Here we go. A few years ago, my family and I traveled to a small beach town on the east coast of Florida for a quick overnight stay. My 14-year-old daughter was volunteering to help with the event, so my husband and myself and my son went along. While searching the internet for a hotel close to the venue, I was intrigued by a charming old motor lodge style motel that appeared and newly renovated. Sorry, that appeared newly renovated. It was situated on a historical highway, A1A, and built very close to the edge of a two-lane road. On the other side of the highway was a vast expanse of quiet beach on the, on the Atlantic Ocean. You could step out of your motel room door, cross the quaint highway, pass through a small patch of dune, and be on the beach. The website images of the motel depicted a trendy little establishment, 
It was not fancy, but it appeared clean and appealed to my sense of nostalgia. Upon checking in the evening of our arrival, we were amused to discover that the renovation consisted of spray painting everything white. As much as I can recall, they just painted about everything except for the floors and the beds. In the bathroom, they even painted the 50s-style tub, sink, faucet, electrical outlets, shower head, toilet, all the window moulding, window frames, etc. It was surreal, yet quite amusing. We laughed about it and went to dinner. We didn't want to stay out late or nor consumed anything alcoholic as we could ha- as we would have a long hot day in the sun the next day. Back at the room, we prepared for bed. My daughter and I shared the double bed and my husband and son shared a double right next to us. We all went to sleep quickly and slept soundly for the night. At dawn, I awoke to the sensation of something small and slight jumping on the foot of the bed. I failed to begin to walk up the length of the bed right next to me and I recall wondering how in the world a cat got into our room. I tried to open, I tried to move and open my eyes, but I couldn't. I have experienced sleep paralysis before in a few instances while traveling, but never to the extent of horror that was about to occur. The so-called cat walked up to my face, sniffed my left ear, I felt it and heard it, sniffed sniffed my closed eye, then walked behind my head on the pillow. I could feel the weight of every paw. I then felt it walk over to my sleeping daughter and then jump to the floor. The next I remember is standing at the foot of the bed in front of a woman who was dripping wet. Her hair was longing, hanging in a damp manner on either side of her face. Her clothing was saturated as well. She was pleading softly, help me, and quietly sobbing. I kept asking, how could I help? We continued this exchange for some time. She gradually became more frantic. Help me. (laughs) Did you like my voice? I thought it was quite good. Help me. (laughs) Jesus. Help me. It was the only thing she could say over and over. Finally, I said, I can't. Without warning, her face turned menacing and she lunged towards me to grab my hands. She roared, help me. <laughs> she now sounds like, <laughs> like what's his name? Like Macho Man, Brandy Savage or whatever. He's like, help me. Yeah. <laughs> I screamed and jumped back to avoid her grasp and then woke up in my bed. I checked on my daughter and she was still asleep with the rest of the family. That was the most vivid and realistic sleep paralysis I had ever had. Among the few instances prior to this, I would just wake up and be unable to move. Never had I felt a cat or seen or communicated with anything. If I were an imaginative sort, which I am, I would think that maybe this woman drowned in the ocean that was a mere few feet from the hotel. She needed some help and I couldn't help her. I was glad to check out the next morning. Yeah, I don't blame you get the hell out of there because that that sounded terrifying like all right i have this irrational fear of i think i've mentioned this like the ring basically any girl with hair over their face i shit myself it's just some irrational fear like i kind of got taunted by it when i was a kid watching it really young just it freaks me out like even today i just can't deal with it so yeah, and actually to have that thing kind of like lunge at you over the bed, that would freak me the hell out. I would be noping the hell out of there. I'd be waking the family up. I'd be like, we're leaving, come on. But yeah, that is definitely screepy, screepy, scary, creepy. I guess screepy is a new word. I'm copywriting it. Don't ever use it. It's mine. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a weird one. I don't quite know what to say. Like, like you said, you've experienced sleep paralysis before, but this definitely sounds different because you've actually kind of communicated with it and in a weird way that you could have definitely seen something. You could have been awake. I'm not quite sure what to, what to say. Although in saying that, 
the whole kind of feeling something and you couldn't move like the whole cat thing that sounds more in line with the sleep paralysis but yeah the woman i'm not quite sure because usually the whole communication and all that it's yeah it's it's a weird one and of course then you snap out of sleep paralysis and then you're fine but you kind of remember it which is quite weird quite unusual but interesting story nevertheless so this one we are now in iowa this is by bearded dragons earlier this week my little brother aged five was in his room talking to someone so i went to see who he was talking to there was no one there when i looked i asked him who who he was talking to and he said the little girl with black eyes i was instantly freaked out nothing happened for a while after that about a week then we started hearing voices and footsteps I would be sleeping with my blankets all wrapped up around me and I would wake up with them folded neatly at the bottom of my bed. Now I have a bearded dragon and when they feel scared or threatened they would open their mouths and make a hissing noise. Ah, I love bearded dragons. At exactly 3.58 he would make the loudest hissing noise. I don't know if it's my lizard or something else. My sister got scared one night and crawled into bed with me. As she was getting into my bed I woke up and couldn't fall back to sleep so I turned on my TV. I also turned on my light to try and find the remote. I left the light on along with the TV on also. Right when we were both drifting off to sleep, my door slammed shut, which I always have a basket full of books in front of the door so it doesn't close. My light shut off and the TV went all fuzzy and made that static noise. I ran and tried to open my door which could only lock from the inside as it was a push lock, so all you have to do is turn the handle and it unlocks. Anyways, I tried to open my door but it was like something was holding the door handle from the other side. My sister and I screamed as loud as we could and then my mum came in and opened the door. Just then the light flipped back on, the TV was on and the basket was set back up. We tried blessing the house and praying, we, uh, we are all very Christian. The house was built in 2014, no one has died there, we don't know what to do. That's definitely a creepy one. Um, yeah, it's definitely a creepy one, like, I love the bearded dragon by the way, also the username. Very nice, nice touch. But in terms of the actual story, it's that's definitely a very scary one. You've had some definite, you've obviously had some serious activity there. And I've actually had the same kind of similar thing. Like I, I mentioned this in my personal experience episode about how that kind of shadow creature kind of came into my room. And as it passed the TV, it just went to static. So they definitely have some kind of power and domain over electricity, which I think is quite prevalent in any kind of ghost story they kind of seem to be able to control and manipulate electricity quite easily now i see this a lot about oh the house was only built this many years ago or something like that and it doesn't matter when the house was built usually it it there's there is no science to this and there could be a vast majority endless list of things that can apply and Basically, it could be something that possibly could be attached to you, your sister, your brother, an object you've brought into the house. Then again, it could be somewhere where the house is actually built. Like, what was the land there before? Could it have been, it could have even been some other house. So, who knows what had happened? It could, if it's 2014, that's, to me, that's a pretty new build. What, six years old, right? So, I presume, unless it's a newly developed area, it could have been an old house, which which could work in lines with a residual haunt the static and stuff like that the door kind of locking and not opening but then everything being back to normal 
and that especially that basket being back there again like were you not aware of that basket being there like did you not notice it if the door slammed shut i guess i don't know it's a it's a weird one that could be residual but i, I don't want to say for sure it's definitely an interesting phenomena though like you guys said you've definitely done the right thing you've started praying and stuff like that and you've tried blessing the house and then it, that is the right thing to do like if of course like you said you're very christian so do whatever your faith believes that is some kind of cleansing and then what is it uh, you can burn sage it's meant to be a very cleansing kind of smell and herb is it a herb sage i don't really know but definitely give that a go if nothing else is working as far as i'm aware sage is a very good cleanser now i don't know anyone who's actually used this but everywhere you kind of look online and forum everyone seems to recommend sage so i'd start there and also if not if anything it's a nice smell and it's really good for you <laughs> it really uh, i think it like even decontaminates yeah so in the times of covid yeah it's probably a good idea to start using it but interesting story what time are we on okay we're not too bad we probably could fit another one in i mean maybe another two i might treat you so this story is by dan x 68 oh it's in denmark as well okay nice we're in europe i haven't had many stories from europe i have just joined and heard lots i okay so this is an introduction i'll skip the intro uh here we go i was standing behind the counter in a spiritual bookstore i worked in for eight years some years ago the counter faced the entrance to the store with a few steps leading up from street level it was a rather busy time of the day, so we were the three clerks behind the counter. Suddenly, I noticed a man coming up the stairs, casually dressed and walking normally, looking down in front of him. When he reached the top of the stairs, eight feet from where I was standing, he lifted his face and looked at me. I stared into the blackest blackness in his eyes. I didn't just get the chills, my heart skipped a beat. I felt as if the air was knocked out of me and I turned my back to him, but in that same moment, I was sure that he could just jump the counter and go for my throat either with his hands or his teeth. So I ran out from behind the counter, right through the store and up into the back office where I stayed for a long time, until I was sure he had left. It was a really strong feeling. Now I'm positive I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't run away. I don't know why, but that man, or whatever he was, was, was out to get me. Luckily, I haven't encountered any other black-eyed beings since then. Having read through some of the stories here, I can see that it's common that it's kids that are described to have black eyes, but this was a fully grown man, he didn't get to talk to me, but those feelings described by those who have seen the kids are pretty much the same as mine. It's an interesting one. Like you said, it's usually children who have the kind of black eyes and the whole kind of black eye kids phenomena. It's just such a big thing in itself. But to actually have a person, you're a grown adult and to have that kind of fear and feeling where you literally ran away through just intense fear. Now that says to me that's something definitely wrong there. Now, don't get me wrong, I love being scared, but to actually come face to face with something like that, there is fear, and then there's true fear, right? This is just a theory I have. A theory, a fear, oh. Jesus, I need to shut up. Um, like I was saying, there definitely could be two types of fear, right? The general kind of fear you get from horror movies or something makes you jump and you're like, oh. And then true fear is that you feel it deep inside you like it just resonates through your whole body and you feel like this is it this is the end or it could not even be a near-death experience or something like that you could be like this is literally 
I can't move. I'm shaking. Something like that. It's, yeah, real fear or true fear, whatever you want to call it, is petrifying. It immobilizes you. It just resonates on a completely different level. And yeah, it's horrifying. So to have something that actually happens that cause you to feel this way from just a man coming into a store, then I'd say it's definitely something is there. And then again, it's, it's like looking into the blackness of their eyes. Is it almost like a portal or... I don't, I, I don't quite know where I'm going with this, but it's obviously something about the blackness of their eyes, like kind of hinting and shooting off this really negative energy. If they look normal, then it's just the eyes that are the difference. So it could potentially be something there, but even so, that literally sounds horrifying, and I hope you never experience anything like that again. Where are we? Alright, so here we are. This will be the last one for today. This story is coming out of Australia, and it's by Jay Ping. Australia. <laughs> I like how I say Australia with an accent. Australia. Yes, mate. My encounter took place at the... Fo- <laughs> I'm not going to do an accent for this whole story. It's it's a fairly long one. My encounter took place at this farmhouse in Lamington National Park, Queensland, Australia. The farmhouse is very old, around 100 years old, I think, and it was previously owned by the O'Reilly family, one of whom is famous for his rescue of survivors of a crashed plane. The house is regularly rented out to holidays, and I've stayed there on several occasions. On my last of these occasions several years ago, I saw something that I could only guess was a ghost. As anyone who had ever been in the country will know, it gets very dark at night. This, plus the layout of the house, made it a great place to play hide-and-seek in the dark. Stop laughing. It's a great game. I appreciate the brackets. Thanks. I was the seeker and decided to search in the main bedroom. And there was a fire in the- I literally- As I was reading that, I thought, the the next room's on fire? Like, what the hell? But no, there was just a fire in the room opposite, so I could vaguely make out the contents of the room. However, as I entered, I suddenly stopped as directly in front of me, a pitch black shaped ob- object appeared out of thin air. I can't specifically describe the shape as it didn't have any distinct edges and it seemed to be constantly changing. It was, however, roughly around my height and width. The thing itself was completely pitch black despite the fire behind me. I could also make out the contents of the room on either side of this thing. Almost as soon as it appeared, a very dark red point of light, where I imagine its right eye would have been, appeared and began to grow brighter. At this point, I felt no fear, merely surprised and confused as its sudden and unexpected appearance. I had never before seen anything like this. I did, however, decide that I no longer wanted to enter that room, so I quickly... (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame you. I quickly walked backwards out of there. Yeah, I'd definitely leave there too. As I did, so the red eye began to fade again and the entire thing vanished. After having explored the rest of the house and finding all but one of the hiders, I decided it was time to search the main bedroom again. This time, no strange shape challenged me and I quickly found the last hider on top of the wardrobe. Thinking that what I had seen could possibly have been him, I asked if he had been there the entire game, to which he said he had not. It was also obvious that there was no way he could have been there was no way for him to have been there or gotten up and down from that wardrobe without making enough noise for me to hear for not making enough noise for me to hear him anywhere else in the house. It's only a small house, but it's very cluttered and very rickety. The floor creaks at every step. I don't know what it is I saw that night, and I honestly have no interest in finding out. I just wanted to share my experience with others. It was an amazing experience, it makes for a great campfire story. It definitely does. I don't have a campfire, 
where I guess you guys are just listening to a podcast, but hey, you can pretend it's a campfire. These are campfire stories. I hope you guys enjoy it. Again, I kind of have another theory on this. Uh, it's usually these kind of ghosts and spirits and stuff you see. They, it, it seems quite common that they are darker than black, like blacker than black, which I kind of believe that it could be something to do with them sucking all the energy out of the room and kind of manifesting themselves in the easiest way possible, which would be obviously the the lack of light is so they can absorb the light and you're seeing the residual lack of light which is the outline but for the red eye i haven't actually heard anything like that or yeah it definitely seems like an interesting phenomena i'm not quite sure what to say i don't know why this was in the black eyed children's stories but fair enough it was a great story anyway i really enjoyed it and also it was in australia very nice mate but i enjoyed we're gonna round this episode off it was it was a fun one get some nice little stories black eyed children definitely creepy as hell and if you come across one don't invite them in because who knows what will happen they might come after you they might haunt you they might kill you who really knows black eyed children they're definitely something to watch out for they kind of tug on your heartstrings this kind of lonely lost child asking for help or something like that and then you kind of you let your guard down to obviously protect a child and that's when they come in and that's when that's when shit gets real <laughs> i'd probably avoid it i'd probably avoid any kind of black-eyed children and the woman who's getting on the knocks at night just don't open the door i'd probably yeah i definitely would just ignore it move away. actually no you can't move away it follows you uh, maybe get in touch with some kind of spiritual expert see if you have an attachment i don't know why that randomly just popped into my head that was like the second story so yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Like I said, all the links, uh, it's that haunted show pretty much everywhere. And if you want to get in contact or anything like that, if you have any stories yourself, it's that haunted show at gmail.com. And if you want to donate or anything like that, which I am super grateful for if you do, it's that pound sign and that haunted show on Cash App. As always, stay spooky, stay safe, and good night.